0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at this same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're doing well. I am just going to let you know that I just came back from my deathbed. I can't really laugh like I'm trying to hold it in because if I start to laugh, the cough is so demonically possessed, it's bad. Y'all, I had the flu this week it all happened Sunday. I woke up. I felt like an absolute ass. You know, you sweat through the pajamas, you get the body aches, the whole thing. You're fighting for your life. And I woke up and I said, I haven't felt like this in a minute. So, you know, went and saw my boy, Dr. Duke down at the urgent care. Cause you know, I don't have a primary care. He's, he's my primary care that Dr. Duke is my primary care. Let's just say it. Okay. He may own an urgent care, but I am his primary customer. You see what I did there. So, anyways, I want to go ahead and apologize for how terrible I sound on this episode, but I am still doing a video for you. I put on lashes, somehow put a fucking hot tools to these extensions. And it has been a wild ride this week. But I went and saw Dr. Duke and as soon as he walked in, he goes, I can just smell the flu on you. You know it's bad when a medical professional says they can like smell it on you. And I had showered. So your girl got the flu and I'll tell you what, you know, sometimes the body just shuts the fuck down. And that's where I was this week. And I'm not saying that, you know, I I should have seen it coming, but I think it was just an amalgamation of, you know, all this shit going on and then we did the special and then I was wrapping up other work and then we just got sent off to script for this other thing and like all this shit's happening and then after Thanksgiving my body just said no it's a wrap it's done you need to lay down literally like in the words of Bethany Frankel like go to sleep go to sleep that was me I had to go to sleep this week so thank god knock on wood nobody else in my family's gotten it I'm able to you know, reemerge and come out of the bushes and get back into society. Thank God. But I'll tell you what, that was a wild fucking ride. And I don't wish the flu on anyone. You know, listen, I've had COVID 63 times, but this is how I felt. I felt so fucking bad at one point. I was just laying in bed. I was laying in bed watching a documentary and I was just laying there like, you know, when, you know, when you're sick, you got the sinus pressure, the headache, like my head felt like it was on fire. And I have this sleeve thing that I wear sometimes when I get a migraine and it's like this frozen sleeve. And so I put it around my head and my brain would just feel like it was on fire. And I was trying to fall asleep, but my mouth is open and I'm so fucking dry and I'm catching flies. And at one point I just have this like skull cap on of ice and I'm just, ah! you know, not, I'm not taking in anything but dust bunnies and regret. And I just, I had one tear roll down. I was too sore. The shoulders were too sore to do anything, but have one tear roll down my cheek. And I was just like, this is it. It's been fun. I got to go back and perform in Cincinnati this year. And I kept just going through, like I was waiting for Jeff to come in because he's the closest thing I have to you know, a Catholic priest in my family. I was waiting for him to come in, throw some holy water on me, and read me last rites. But he he left me quarantined in the room by myself for four days. But I'll tell you what, in four days, five days really, of sitting in the room and having these dark thoughts with myself, I went through such a wave of emotion. And I don't know what this says about me personally. You know, I was still able to make a couple funny videos once I was able to, you know, moisturize the lips a little bit. I mean, I don't even have, I just have lip gloss on today. If you're like, ooh, her lips look a little swollen. Didn't get them done. It's just from sheer dehydration and doing that for a week. All right? I I would tell you. I would tell you what I've gotten done. I didn't get them done. They're just fucking swollen and dry. You know, but but I'm telling you right now, they put me on that Tamiflu and it's an antiviral. I had never been on Tamiflu. And I'm not saying it makes you feel better, but it does shorten the flu apparently. And I'll tell you what, if you, listen, call somebody, call your cousin who you know can get his hands on some stuff and ask for the Tamiflu. If you've got a drug dealer right now, you might want to go ahead and say, can I have some Tamiflu? Because it's coming. People are hitting the deck. People are hitting the side of the fucking bus with the Corvid, with the this, with the that, with the the thong and the tongue and the, you know, every, it's just ram a ding dong ying. can not fully speak, have not been able to make a full sentence, so I don't know why I'm doing an episode today. But it has been a wild ride of just fighting for my life, but I had, oh, okay. My point was, my point was, see, this is so fucking stupid. I'm coming off like a four day fever. I don't know why I feel the need to entertain you, but I've got deadlines. But I was watching these documentaries when I was in the infirmary and I like to watch documentaries about musicians. I've said this before, but I have this like deep, Deep love and this deep fantasy in my heart that if I didn't do comedy, I would be in a band. Okay. I don't know. I would obviously probably love to be a lead singer. I used to have a beautiful singing voice. No longer. Thank you, Nodules. <laughs> can't, I can't laugh. And I love watching any sort of documentary, docu series on musicians. Okay. Except the one about Selena Gomez. I'm sorry. I felt nothing afterwards. I just, I was angry. So, anyways, don't want to even. I'm not even going to go down that path because I don't need the Seleners finding me on the YouTubes. But anyways, so I started watching the Robbie Williams documentary. It's called Robbie Williams. Okay. And if you don't know who Robbie Williams is, he was like this pop icon from the UK back in like the nineties and the early two thousands. And he's, he's just fucking awesome. And I loved his music in high school. So I started watching his. Really interesting. Then I started watching Lewis Capaldi, which is who is in another amazing, he's a Scottish songwriter. He like went viral. He's just insane. He's had like eight number one songs of the year. Like he's legit. I watch his documentary. So I'm laying in bed. I'm laying in bed and I start watching these Netflix documentaries about musicians. Now I've had this deep fantasy my entire life that if I wasn't doing comedy, I would be doing some sort of music. Okay. I'd be in a band. I have the symbol. I'd be on the keyboard, just, you know, like the YouTube cat. I would be just absolutely fucking Stevie nixing it for my life. And I love to watch documentaries about musicians because a, Obviously, I can relate to other performers, whether they're doing music or comedy, because we're all doing the same fucking shit at the end of the day. We're shaking our tits for cash. But I watched Robbie Williams, who's one of my favorite uh, English pop stars from like the early 2000s. I watched Louis Capaldi, who's an incredible Scottish songwriter. He's just like the fucking tits. And then I watched John Batiste, who is an American guy who... We've just made the most beautiful symphony at Carnegie Hall ever. And he's won like a billion Grammys. All these guys have. So anyways, long story short, I start watching these three male music artists and I start absorbing their documentaries while I'm ill. And there's a common theme. All three of these guys, wildly successful, Wh- like playing, you know, the O2 arena in London, winning Grammys, doing the fucking thing on tour, performing for thousands, 40,000 people in arena and they all have the same issue. They all suffer from panic attacks and anxiety and imposter syndrome and the feeling that the next project's never going to be as good enough as the last project. And I was like, I was laying in bed Going through at one point, I was spiraling. Right, I mean, I had a fucking fever. I'm spiraling because I'm like everybody's uh, still on tour. I should have added more dates in December, but instead, I'm going back on the road in January. But I knew I had to take off the time in December because I had other podcasting to do. And da da da, da And I literally fucking spiraled. And then I started watching these guys, and I'm like, this. I said, Louis Capaldi's playing for like fifty thousand people at the O2 Arena in London, and he's still having fucking second thoughts about his career. And I finally was just like Heather everybody has these feelings you you are not original this anxiety that people are going to go away because you have you know you're in bed for 5 days with the fucking flu is insane everyone goes through these feelings and it felt made me feel a little bit better because on the first tour the farewell tour i had such bad panic attacks and anxiety and it wasn't because i was anxious of performing that's not it i get out on stage and that's where i feel alive it was like All these other little parts and pieces of the puzzle that had to come together to make that happen. I just felt like I was going to wake up and it was all going to be gone tomorrow. So then I'm laying in bed and I'm having like a fever dream and my lips are dry and I'm, you know, catching flies. And I finally sat up in bed, looked at the dogs. I was like, somebody fucking talk me off the ledge because I feel fucking crazy right now. And Macaroni looked at me. She then threw up on the duvet and I said, that's all I needed. Like my daughter looked at me, my dog and said, chill the fuck out, bitch. Hey, it's called supply and demand. You'll go back on the road in January and people will be ready to see your fat ass again. All right, relax. But I was just having this moment of just being like, I should be out there. I should be in the studio. I should be, you know, I should have added more shows in December. Like, why did I do that? Why did I finish in Atlanta? I should do this. Da, 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 da. Oh, I haven't shot a video to promote the, the January tour dates and all this shit. I'm going to Florida, you know, how fucking crazy Florida is. And then I watched these Grammy award-winning, you know, Carnegie Hall playing, O2 Arena performing, incredible musicians, and they all felt the exact same way. And who said it? Lewis Capaldi said something very interesting. He goes, fame doesn't change the person. It's the people around you that it changes. And I was like, fuck, that's so true. Like, I'm still the same person, but it's interesting now how things around me have changed, and I think that that's what gives me the anxiety that I'm not doing enough, because I also know that I have people relying on me and I texted Jeff all like just like a like a nut job, he was like, "You're allowed four fucking days for your body to sweat out the devil and I'm like, I needed this hardcore reality check. The only reason I say any of this is not because it's like, all right, I'm the only one going through this, but I'm just saying if you're having any sort of anxiety right now because you feel like you haven't done enough this year, guess what? You fucking have. I know you have because you're probably at home with the whooping cough yourself. And if you don't just sit the fuck down for two hours, have a chamomile tea, and I don't know, a Biscoff cookie, you're going to end up with pneumonia and a divorce. You know? My other girlfriend, Annie, called me, and she she was like, well, I don't have anything planned for Sunday. And I got to figure, and I go, Annie, we all need to just slow the fuck down. It's coming towards, you know, we're in December now, and I know everyone, it's like that rush towards the end of the year. But if you're done and you just need to settle and be by the people that you love and close up some loose ends and get your business tucked away, you know, for a little winter slumber, do what you have to do. If it just means spending time with your kids, if it just means going on a walk with your girlfriend in the neighborhood, if it just means doing edibles with your baby daddy every night, you do you. But I don't know if anybody else is feeling this like anxious feeling like we didn't do enough. We didn't do enough. And I'm like the last 2 months of my life have been fucking insane. You know what I've done enough. And I I I don't know when this feeling of like when will I feel like it is enough? When I have a TV show probably. No. And then I'll need a movie. And then I'll need, you know, when these fucking other people who I've done all their podcasts, when they'll call me back to get on fucking mine, which has millions of hits. Do you know that hair loss affects over 80 million Americans? And it's so common that by 35, two-thirds of men will experience some form of hair loss. And it's not just men. Do you know 40% of Americans who experience hair loss are women? Hi, yes, I am one of them, okay? I love this product, Divi. Who is Divi good for? Those who have hair shedding or thinning due to stress, postpartum, menopause, or any medical-related conditions. Hi, I'm going to hold my hand up. Mine was because I did IVF and it fucked me up. Listen, it's good for scalps with a lot of product or oil buildup. Anyone dealing with dry scalp, those who wear tight hairstyles or extensions, also me, anyone looking to start a healthy scalp routine. I love Divi. Okay. They sent me a bottle of their stuff and here's some of the key ingredients. It's got copper tripeptide one, which is a small protein composed of the three amino acids, which is the building blocks to facilitate a clean and hydrated scalp barrier. It's got caffeine, tea tree oil, and amino acids. I use a Divi on my hair. I put the little drops in. It's easy to use. Also, I love it. The tea tree oil, you get like a nice little fresh tingle from it. So your hair feels really nice, feels clean. I absolutely freaking love it. It's also got hyaluronic acid in it, which nourishes and hydrates the scalp for a clean environment for healthy hair. I love Divi. And do you want to take back control of your hair and scalp health? Do it with clean science-backed ingredients? Well, we have a specialty offer for my listeners. Go to diviofficial.com slash absolutely or enter absolutely at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's D-I-V-I official.com slash absolutely for 20% off your first order. Again, that's Divi official. D-I-V-I official.com slash absolutely for 20% off your first order. If you can't think of what to get your pets this season for, you know, the holidays, what what are you going to get them? I'll tell you, give them the gift of delicious food. That's why I love Farmer's Dog. My dogs go absolutely freaking nuts for it. I love Farmer's Dog. It's fresh food that is sent to my door. It comes in little freeze packets. It's got their names on it. It has exactly what they love. I can modify it online if I know that, like, you know, macaroni is not doing well with poultry right now. So I can make sure she just sticks to, you know, the beef and the pork and the lamb or whatever. I love farmer's dogs. One of the reasons I also love Farmer's Dog is because my vet loves it. My vet was like, I'm so thrilled you're using Farmer's Dog. This is a great, absolutely, 100% sign off on it, and that's the biggest thing. Farmer's Dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send all the food, like I said, pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs, and it makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to 2.5 years longer than overweight dogs. We love it. I mean, hell. I uh, have some days I feel like an overweight Saint Bernard but you know what? I love that Farmer's Dog for my kids. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coats, skin to better breath, even easier digestion and hey, smaller better poops. Get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at the farmersdog.com/absolutely. Plus you'll get free shipping. Just go to the farmersdog.com/absolutely. That's the farmersdog.com/absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Again, that's the slash absolutely to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Now back to the podcast. Anyways, I was just spiraling, but I do want to recommend if you have not seen American Symphony by John Batiste, if you haven't seen Louis Capaldi, I can't remember what the name of his documentary was, but seen his or watch Robbie Williams, you got to watch on Netflix. It was just wild. It's beautiful. I love seeing other artists create shit. And also seeing them on tour. I know that feeling of backstage. I know that exciting, that rush of adrenaline right before you walk out on stage. I know that feeling. But also I was just laying in bed, literally like oozing out of every orifice of mucus. And I was like, I haven't done enough. You're gonna forget about me. (laughs) Like a psychopath. Everybody right now. I can feel it. Everyone just needs to light a fire, pour yourself a glass of wine, and chill the fuck out. Take a Mucinex if you need it. Go down to Ulta, run your little acrylic fingers across all the new lip glosses, and just fucking calm down. Because I felt like I didn't do enough. Here's December. I have so many other work commitments. Because I'm not on the road right now, I'm just losing my mind when all I could think about For the month of November is like, I got to get to December. Once I get to Thanksgiving, uh, that's when I can sleep. And then I got the fucking flu. God sometimes does that, though. He makes you sweat it out. He makes you lay in a a pile of your own filth for four fucking days to have an inner monologue with yourself that says, quit being a little anxious bitch and chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? And whatever you got to do for your mental health right now to get through it, just do it. Sometimes it's just going and looking at Christmas lights by yourself. Sometimes it's going to get an ice cream when it's 30 degrees out because it just makes you feel alive. Do what you got to do. But yeah, I always wanted to be in a band. I used to be able to sing. You know, I can't sing anymore. It's I don't want to talk about it. Got those Ashley, Ashley Simpson nodules. Shit happens, you know, shit happens when you smoke menthols. I'm kidding, never smoke menthols because that was fiberglass. I don't know if you know that, but menthols are actually fiberglass. Anyways, I don't actually think they are. That's just what they used to tell you to scare you. Anywho, what else is going on? Oh, dude. Okay. So I'm sitting in the kitchen this morning. I'm able to sit down, have a cup of coffee for the first time in a week. I'm, my mom's there. My husband's there. I'm I'm back in the fam, right? Because I've been quarantined up in my room. And my mom mentions something. No, my husband says, hey, you keep getting this, a monthly statement from a credit union. It says you only have $100 in there. Do you know about this credit union? And I kind of look over to my mom and I said, mom, didn't you open this credit, this like account for me? You're on it and I'm on it when we, when I was little and she's like, yeah, what about it? And I won't say the banker, the credit union. I said, well, this, this says I only have a hundred dollars in there. I thought this was something that like you put money in every year on my birthday or like at the tooth fairy came, we then, I remember as a little kid going and taking my $10 and putting it in at the credit union how come I only have a hundred dollars in this account? When I tell you that bitch slithered off the island, she slithered off the kitchen island and ran up the stairs to her layer of lies and deceit so fucking quick. Jeff and I were laughing so hard I had to put my my mouth in a in a paper Whole Foods bag to you know catch some air because I pretty much have the black lung right now. I said, you come down here right now. And Robin sh- strolled down. I said, okay, you just did, you, you just showed me three different emotions. You were wiry, you were slithery, and you were snake-like, okay? What the fuck? And she's like, well, Heather, you know, I used to have you put your dollars in there for compound interest. And I said, well, wasn't that a savings account for me? She's like, no, that's how I used to hide money. I used to put, your sister has one and you have one. And I used to go put, you know, $40 here, $30 here. I was like, my birthday money? She's like, yeah, well, well, you know, you still got to go to the zoo. And I'm like, mom, I'm a 36-year-old adult. If you've been putting $20 here, $100 here, bada bing, bada boom, for that long, at 36 years old, I shouldn't have, a balance of $100 for, at a credit union I d- didn't even really know about. This bitch has been using my birthday money for the last 36 years on her TJ Maxx runs. I don't even have words. I don't have words except she, my mom is not a scammer. That's a con. You know the difference. A scum is when you you ease yourself into a party, but you're there and you bring something to the party. You weren't supposed to be there in the first place. You scummed your way in, but then everybody loves you. A con is when you fuck somebody over to get what you want. And Robin McMahon, I'm here to say, fucking conned me out of all of my tooth fairy, my, my baptism money. You know what I mean? A birthday check. I'm sitting here thinking, Robin, Slick Robin, Boston Robin's been just folding up the 20. And she used to take me to this credit union. And I remember going up and having like my $5 from when my keys were falling out. And I would give it to the lady and we'd make a deposit. I've been doing that for 36 years. Jeff left $20 on the counter yesterday because we were having something delivered. So I had a $20 to tip the delivery guy. Literally, mom walks in from Whole Foods, puts the grocery bag down, she goes, whose cash is this? And then just starts taking it off the counter. And I said, drop it. Drop it. It's like when macaroni gets a fucking sock or a thong in her mouth. I'm like, drop it. Drop it, Robin. So I basically this morning, after coming back out of my cocoon of this weird anxiety and guilt, like I hadn't done enough, I come downstairs and I realize it doesn't matter what I could have done. My mom would still probably find a way to rob me blind. It's great. I'm not actually mad at it. You know what I mean? Because listen, my sister and I laugh all the time when people are like, oh, you're going to get money when your mom dies the nuclear bomb's going to go off and the only things that are going to survive are the cockroaches and Robin. And she's going to emerge from the rubble and be like, who's got a glass of wine? My God. Oh my God. I'm starving. Anybody wants a Bucatini? You want some Bucatini? And the cockroaches are going to be like, sure, bitch. So I don't, I, I expect Robin to spend all of her money by the time, you know, the Lord comes and raptures us up. But I was dying. I just like, Heather, we need to look at all these accounts. He's like, you know, you keep getting this statement. You got $100 and then $80. And I'm like, oh, now she's still taking $20 at a time. And she goes, well, I'll give you the $100. And I said, it's not about getting the $100, mom. It's that any birthday money or, you know, freaking, I mean, what did you get money? You got an Easter check? No, we were not. I mean, we got an Easter. I got a basket. But I'm like, you know, you got $5 in your, as a stocking stuffer. My mom was terrible with gifts. I love her. But you know Boston Robbins always. She's palming it, greasing, greasing the bag, palming it. And I was laughing so hard. I went into almost cardiac arrest today. And I was like, this bitch. You know, here I am, self-loathing, in the bed, sweating it out. I didn't do enough. I don't work hard enough. <laughs> you know, do these emo male musical documentaries and then I come down the stairs. I'm like I could have done 7,000 other projects this year and I still gotta watch over my shoulder because Robin's palm in the cash you know I let her do all my my bank deposits because I know it gives her a rush but also she does have access to my checkbook. So I got to go home and lock things down a little bit. I'm glad I'm on the mend right before I got robbed blind from my own mother. And I told y'all, you know, she hides cash everywhere. This is what happens when you live with a 75 year old. She is turning 76 this week. So please, please send my mother love. But that little snake, that little snake, she's hides cash all over the house. And so I'm just letting you know, If you try and come rob us, it's not exciting, okay? It's a five and a three, three loose bills behind a lamp. But she told my husband all the codes like, you know, the safety deposit box, where this is, all the important shit. And do I have any of this information? Her own flesh and blood? No. I'm like, first of all, first of all, mom, this motherfucker, Jeff, could do something shady tomorrow. He could rob us blind, wipe us out. He's got the codes to everything and you wouldn't give them to your own daughter. She's like, I don't know. Don't trust you. I'm like, what? Meanwhile, I haven't seen a tooth fairy dollar in 36 years. I mean, this is the kind of shit I come back to back to life, back to reality. Fucking Robbins conning us all. Meanwhile, she had the audacity as I was walking out to come to the office today. She had the audacity to go, Heather, can you use your discount to give me a couple pairs of Spanx? And I'm like, this bitch. I, and I just, I literally, as I was pulling out of the driveway in the Audi, I rolled down the window and I went, use my code, Heather, for 10% off. And I just like skeeted out. She's fucking crazy. I love her. I love her. Robin had a date a while ago And I can't remember if I've touched Touched down on this I will say this When she went on her date She had a really nice time But she now has not heard from this guy So I'm giving I, I give her so much slack Because I said You know what? The guy's been a flake I said Now I understand that this is Years, decades if you will Of her scumming the system But I'm being nice about it today I really don't actually care like, I mean, whose parents isn't doing something a little fucking sketchy. But she never, she hasn't heard from the guy yet. So, you know, this is how this shit fucking goes. This is how it goes. Anywho, so that's what's going on. That's what's going on. So whenever, whatever you're going through, if you need a couple of days off, if you've got COVID, if you got whatever, just sit in your room and enjoy the silence and the quiet. Because when you come back down down the stairs to the kitchen to, you know, assimilate with the rest of the family, you're still going to find everybody in the exact position that you left them in. That is what I have learned. Yeah. Other people might be touring. Yeah. Other people might be doing shit. Yeah. Somebody's like, you know, shooting a commercial or what? I don't know what the fuck people are doing. They're doing stuff and you're going to feel like you missed out just enjoy the three days. I will say though, I laid in one position for so long that I do have a dreadlock in the back of my hair. Not a hundred percent sure how to get it out. It is an actual knotted like dread. So if anybody has any, um, I don't know, uh, techniques, tips and tricks, I put a little castor oil, a little coconut oil and rosemary oil. And that baby is fucking rock solid. So would love to help. all in one place, all on your own terms. I love Squarespace. They help me build my website. It's just the best. It is such an easy platform. Listen, if you want to start a business, if you want to start, you know, I don't know. I don't care what you're trying to do. I don't. I don't even know if you want to put nudes online. Whatever you want to do. Squarespace is the way to start, okay? The reason I love Squarespace, you can do everything from an online store to custom merch to an asset library. You can have your video collection. You can send out email campaigns. They have a great point of sale. Say if you're doing something you wanna sell in person by connecting a Square Reader to the Squarespace app, you can keep your orders, inventory, and customer data in sync with your online store. All you gotta do is head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, Squarespace is awesome. I use them for everything. I, if I had to start from scratch tomorrow and build another website for something, I would go to Squarespace. Use my code. You're going to thank me later. This is also a great gift, I think, to give somebody as well, because hey, some people are trying to start new in the new year with a new business. Well, you need Squarespace. I love AG1 so much that I added a joke about him in my new comedy special because I love him. I live for it. I love it. Live, laugh, love with my AG1. What is AG1? AG1 is the coolest damn nutritional support on the planet. With one scoop of AG1, it is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and probiotics and whole food sourced ingredients of high quality. They give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to take as a daily habit. I have so much AG1 in my house cuz my husband orders it and I take it when he's on his trips. He takes his bag of AG1, I have it at the house. I mean, I'm going to start giving this out for Christmas. AG1 has literally kept me on on the right side of the dirt, if you will. I don't know if I would have made it on tour if I wasn't taking my daily AG1. It is so so important to just give yourself that immunity boost and to give yourself the gift of wellness. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com absolutely. That's drinkag1.com slash absolutely. Check it out. You will thank me later. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash absolutely. Truly the best gifts I've ever gotten have been from Etsy. And if I can encourage you to buy on Etsy, I will, because it's freaking awesome. All right. Hello there, absolutely not listeners. It's the holiday season. So I want you to know about Etsy. If you're like me, you're on a mission to find handcrafted, affordable gifts made by independent sellers. Well, whether you're searching for custom home pieces like cutting boards, linens, and throw pillows for your favorite holiday hosts, or personalized items like purses, necklaces, and seasonal jackets for your most stylish friends and family. Etsy has it listen I think they have some of the coolest stuff my favorite thing to do is get on Etsy peruse around because you'll be inspired of gifts you never even thought before I mean it's really thoughtful people making really cool shit and that's what I'm here for I also love their style pieces like rings, clutches, seasonal jackets for that trendsetting special someone Etsy has it all for budgets and any gifting mission if you're new to Etsy use the code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase that's code HOLIDAY10 so 10 so one zero for maximum discount value of $50 expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com slash terms. We love it. You'll love it. You're going to love Etsy. Honestly, you can get cool stuff and support small businesses and help people out by getting cool stuff. Who doesn't love a fabulous gift from Etsy? Whenever you ask anybody, you go, where's that cool jacket from? Where's that cool pillow from? How, where'd you get that? That's so unique. It's always Etsy. Buy on Etsy. Listen, we're going to get into the voicemails, okay? As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. And, you know, it's a safe space to call in. I've been doing this podcast for like four years. And it's only in the last, what, year that we've started to uh, video record this. I mean, I could have cranked out 10 episodes if I just laid in bed and cried into the void with the microphone. But I know you like to see my face because I am attractive, which is nice, you know. But I will say my face feels so swollen right now. You know, when you're, yeah, I mean, you can hear it. You can hear it. It's like my eyes, my eyes, my cheekbones and my teeth are just, it's like one. It's like one little cheddar block of just congestion and I'm fucking miserable. But hey, sometimes you got to shower, you got to powder the puss, you got to put on some lip gloss and you got to hit the road. I got a disappointing chicken salad sandwich though today. I got it on a toasted croissant and I love chicken salad and it was too dilly. You know, when it's too sweet, a chicken salad needs to be a perfect mixture of a little salty, a little tangy from the mayo and and a touch of sweet. But this was all dill pickle sweet, not dill pickle. I'm sorry. Dill relish, which, you know, is kind of that sweet. Eh, I was very disappointed. And you know how disappointing it is to have your like first meal when you haven't really been eating a ton the, the last week. And it's a shitty chicken salad sandwich thought about driving my car off a cliff. I mean, it was, it was, it's been a rough transition back to the real world today. All right, let's get into the voicemails. As always, again, you can call in 800 213 7503. Wanted to remind you as well, I am going back out on the road. We've got shows January, February, March, April, May. I'm pretty sure I'm coming to Australia. Australia, if you see this, if you hear this, I am coming to Australia in February. I'm coming to Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Please, 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 please get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I am so excited. I've never been down under. I am so excited to go to shows in Australia. And I know that I I have fans over there. That's why we're going. So, please get your tickets. And then, obviously, Florida, I will see you in January. Then I'll see Vegas in February and a bunch of other cities. Just check the website, okay? But right now, let's get into
2: uh, the voicemails. Heather, giving you an absolutely right. No, absolutely yes. An absolutely yes. Listen. Okay, Heather. So, (sighs) my girlfriend's been listening to you for years and years and years and years. I just started listening to you a couple years ago and everything because we're driving in the car and all that bullshit. Anyway... You came up this year on my uh, Spotify number one, the uh, Absolutely podcast came up there. Anyway, so we just saw your uh, Jeopardy episode, and let me just give you an absolutely yes. You (laughs) nailed it. Every single easy question, nailed it. Every single hard question, you went for it, and you nailed it. Let me just tell you. That We're here right now on our bed. We're a little bit lit. We've been drinking some wine, whenever it's red wine. I don't know if that's what the absolutely not. I don't know if you guys like to drink the red wine or the white wine. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm here and we're just giving you an absolutely yes. You did it. We're stoked for the next episode. You got it. What is absolutely yes. Thanks, Heather.
1: I love that. That's let's start off on a positive. There's been a lot of dark negatives. Let's start on out on a positive. Hey, absolutely yes to the fact that I did do Celebrity Jeopardy and it aired this week. It was the wildest experience when I got the phone call. My agent was like, "Hey, they want you on." I'm like, "Me?" Because here's the thing: I've done stuff where now, like I've been a guest, like I did the Great American Bake Off on the Great British Bake Off set, and I've done cool shit with other quote unquote celebrities. But when you're on Celebrity Jeopardy, when the word Celebrity Jeopardy is in it, I was like, okay, this is fucking real. Like, this is wild. So the morning of, I find out who the other contestants are going to be. And it's Cedric the Entertainer and Cynthia Nixon, the Miranda, okay, from Sex in the City. So we get to set, and Macaulay Culkin had just done an episode Rachel Dratch did the episode with him. I forget there was a couple other people there. So they're they're doing a bunch of episodes. So I'm sitting in my trailer. I'm going on in like two hours. And they they put you in a pre-production meeting. And I got to meet Cynthia Nixon and Cedric. And so the three of us are sitting backstage. We're learning the rules of the game. And let me tell you what, even if you don't watch Jeopardy now, you knew you watched Jeopardy growing up. And I'm a huge Jeopardy fan. Like I love this shit. I absolutely love it. So I was just ecstatic, thrilled to be there. Knew I was thought I was like, I'm gonna just get my ass kicked. I'm gonna get my ass kicked. But the thing is, cause I have such intense ADHD, I'm actually great with trivia and I'm great on my toes. Like my brain is always ping-ponging around. Like a pinball machine, so I'm actually quite good at doing games and competitive stuff in, like, a short form. If you ask me to run a marathon, that's never going to happen. But you ask me to do a 30-minute game show, like, I'm going to fucking crush it. But I was sitting there, and I was like, all right, I know Cedric's super smart. He's also hosted Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I think it was, yeah, for a minute. Yeah, I think that's the show he did. And then I got Cynthia Nixon, who ran for fucking governor of New York. All right, we know she's highly intelligent, knows how to talk about, like, history and policies. And I also, and I'm not being ageist, but I was like, these guys have a solid, you know, 15 years on me. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, they, they are going to know some of these other questions. They're going to know the answers because simply, you know, I'm not 40 yet. And, but I go in there and I'm like, all right, I know I'm a millennial. I know I can do this. They're in a different age range than me, but I know, I know that I'm going to know some other stuff that they don't so you get on the stage now Ken is the guy who's hosting it now and he's fucking incredible so smart so charismatic and I'm nervous I'm so nervous we go out there I'm like I'm about to embarrass myself on national television now the key to jeopardy period is you got to learn about the buzzer now I'm sure this is not like a secret I don't think I'm like spilling any sort of outside thing but then they told us the producers tell you they're like don't fuck up the buzzer. People get really excited if they know the answer to one of the questions and they try and buzz in before Ken, who is the host is done reading the question. Now the question comes up on the big board in front of you. The trick is you have to wait till you hear him finish reading the question, not till you're done your eyes. Cause right. You, you can read faster than he is speaking probably. But you got to wait till he is done reading the question to then buzz in. Because if you get excited, like if you go back and watch the episode, you can see sometimes I'm just, just right there just trying to nail the buzzer. And it took me a minute to get in the flow to realize you have to be patient. You have to calmly press the buzzer as soon as he is done reading the question. Because if you buzz it too early, you'll then get put to like the back of the queue. So I was missing a bunch of the questions that I knew at the top. I was missing because I wasn't getting the buzzer flow right. And then I started to get it right. And then I was just fucking cooking with gas. Now, granted, one of the categories was skincare. If you don't think, I, when I tell you I got a tickle in my tank that was so, I got warm. I literally was like, oh, we're about to talk about skincare. And I was just bang, 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 almost took the whole damn category. I mean, that's where I came back. I don't know if they threw me a bone. I mean, you know, the listen, there is absolutely zero cheating in jeopardy. So I'm not saying that, that that was the case. But, you know, obviously, I didn't know any of the fucking answers to the the World War I history, famous poetry. Like, get the fuck out of here. Skincare, your girl knew. Your girl could figure it out. I, I mean, when I when I rang in the buzzer and one of the answers was Botox, I was like, I fucking got this. Now, I still had to get, like, you know, the final question, the final Jeopardy, which was wild. And I'm not going to give too much away about the episode. You got to go back and watch it because it's fucking crazy. But I, I, I am allowed to say this because I did. I did technically win. I am a winner of Celebrity Jeopardy. I am a winner. Your girl is looking at a winner. You are looking at your girl who is a winner. I don't know how. Even Cynthia Nixon was like, "How'd you win that?" I'm like, I, "Cause I I get Botox." You know, it was the wildest fucking experience. I walked off that set. I mean, I, I was like, "This is for my math teacher in fucking seventh grade who used to put me in the corner and say that I talked too much and I was never gonna make it." Like, I was literally looking into the camera. After they've obviously cut this, I was like, "Fuck you! Look at me now." I'm a champion of Celebrity Jeopardy. And then I went and played the next round. So it was like two hours in between the time that I won. And then you go directly and you film like the next episode. Because I I was advancing through the semifinals. And so I went to the semifinals, excuse me. And then all I will say is when the next episode comes out, it is single-handedly like, the greatest and worst piece of television that I have ever created in my life, okay? That's all I can say. It's fucking hysterical. But also then people kept DMing me and they're like, Heather, your reactions to when you get a question right are just so like ridiculous. Like I would cheer I'd be like, fuck, yeah, yes, let's go. And everybody else just like kind of was giving nothing like Cedric's the coolest guy ever. I mean, he was just like, I'm just happy to be here. He was goofy. We were having a blast laughing. Cindy was so lovely, so warm, so kind. And I couldn't believe I was in her presence. But literally I was dying because, you know, she was honestly like, I think nervous, like she's a very smart intelligent person. I think she was like, I got to get this right. And I'm like, none of us. We're all fucking actors. Like, I know we're highly intelligent. I'm emotionally very highly intelligent. But I was like, I don't know who the Red Baron is. You know, that was one of the answers. Like, I don't know about quantum physics. Do I know what hyaluronic acid is? Yes. Because I use it to take off the top layer of my skin because I have melasma. But man, afterwards, Cynthia was like, you won. And I looked at her and I was like, I won. And we were all very surprised. But that's what I love to do. I love to surprise people. Mm. Also, sir, who called him? I love so much that you're slaying in bed with your lady, that I'm your number one Spotify wrap up. That, oh my God, that brings me joy. I love that you had... I don't know, a couple of edibles maybe, and you're sitting in there and you're laying in the bed and you probably got a nice quilt of your warm little toes and you're watching your girl in Celebrity Jeopardy and you're rooting me on, you're supporting women in comedy and that's a beautiful thing. And on top of that, on top of that, you're just, I'm a little emotional right now that you called in and you said, we support you and I love you. I'm not actually crying, I just actually can't breathe. But I am so grateful for you tuning in and thank you for that word of encouragement. Celebrity Jeopardy did come on on the tail end of my illness and that did put a little pep in my step. I'm like, see, I have done a lot of shit this year. Get the fuck out of here. We haven't stopped. We have not fucking stopped and you can't stop me. And if any other producer is listening to this, I will come on any game show and I will fucking smoke everybody. Why? Because I have ADHD and enthusiasm. Call me wheel of fortune. All right, let's get to the next voicemail.
0: Hey, Heather. This is Caroline from Charlotte, North Carolina. I have an absolutely not for you, which is being at the grocery store with my two young kids, two and a half and nine months, like total chaos, doing my thing. I've got everything under control and like middle-aged white men being like, looks like you've got your hands full, like no shit. Henry, I do have my hands full. Thanks for noticing. What do you know about taking two kids to the grocery store? Like, we're good here. Thanks for the observation. Carry on. Anyways, just think it's funny when other people like to chime in, like acknowledging that your life is chaos as if you didn't already realize it. Anywho, hope you're having a great day and um, I love you so much. Goodbye.
1: I love you. Did you hear how genuine that I love you was at the end? I love you. I think she forgot that she wasn't like leaving a voicemail for her mom or her sister. You know, I love you. I love you too. I love all of y'all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking out this entire episode post flu. Oh, dude, I know exactly what you were talking about. Hold on, let me get these this long hair off the back of the the nape of the neck. I'm fucking sweating in this wool Old Navy sweater right now. There is nothing worse on this planet than when you have your hands full and somebody says, I think you got your hands full. Nothing burns my biscuits more. Nothing burns my biscuits more than when you clearly have your hands fucking full and some guy comes up and says, you got your hands full. Looks like you got your hands full. No shit. Grab a kid. Grab baby McKenzie. She's running down the aisle at the public supermarket with a can of pineapple. If she trips on that, she's going to lose a tooth. Looks like you got your hands full. I mean, and that's why when, you know, people DM me and they're like, a baby would look good on you. And I'm sitting in the, you know, Boise, Idaho airport. I haven't slept in two weeks because I've been on the road. And I'm like, really? Because a cold sore might look good on you. Leave me alone, and they were like, "Hey, I was at the show last night." I'm like, "Hey, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm just really fucking tired." (laughs) Nothing worse than when people state the obvious. Yeah, obviously, I know a baby would look good on me. I look fantastic holding children. I look very motherly. I have a soft face. I have a an ample bosom. You know what I mean? You can tell I'm a caring, nurturing person by nature nurture by nature. All right. That's what I do. Oh my God. You seem tired. Or when people say you look tired, I might as well put a gun in my mouth. What do you want me to do? You look tired. Oh, somebody not sleeping good. You look tired. I am tired. My bones ache. I have a French bulldog with a fucking apparently poultry allergy who barfed on the end of the duvet last night. My cortisol was spiked through the roof. I couldn't go back to bed after that. Don't you hate that? You're a new mom or you're, you've been busy at work and then, you know, you, you see your parents, you finally meet up with your parents to do dinner and they're like, ooh, ooh, you look tired. I'm exhausted. And I know I'm about to sit at this dinner and have you grill my ass for the next 25 minutes about, you know, why I'm single, when my taxes are due, about, you know, why I haven't changed the oil in my car. Like I'm, we're all doing the best we can right now, but you, you look like you have your hands full is the absolute worst. And women don't usually do it, but if a woman does it, she's always in her 60s. And she's at the point now you have, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. If another white woman comes up to you at the, and it's only, it's only white people who say these obnoxious things. If it's a white man, they're just honestly, probably trying to flirt with you. And they're a little bit of a pervert. Okay. We already know this, you know, you look like your hands full, Mm, you can hold the kids. You want me to hold your titties. That's what they're trying to convey. All right, they're just being old, perverted men. When a white woman comes up to you and says it, though, you're in the grocery store, you got the two kids, one of the kids is running around with a bag of rice, shit's going everywhere. She's actually trying to say, I want grandkids and my dumb whore of a daughter won't give them to me. That's what she's trying to say. She's not trying to tell you you're not being a good mother. She's actually just saying, you know, looks like you got your hands full. (laughs) I wish Tabitha would have some fucking kids. But she's been dating this fucking loser who drives a a Toyota Scion. And he's a DJ, but not one that has been hired to play the musics anywhere. I mean, I I think his only gig he's ever done is in this American Express Centurion Lounge at DFW. And it wasn't because they hired him. It's because he had a four-hour layover and just pulled out his equipment. And now we have since been banned from ever going to the Centurion Lounge at DFW. That is the monologue and the conversation that that woman wants to have with you. You know, what you could say in return is if a white woman comes up to you and says, you, looks like you got your hands full. It's say, want to take one? I know your daughter, Tabitha, it's a piece of shit. And she might say, yeah, I would love to. Who's who? You're like, this is Mackenzie. The one with the rice is Mackenzie. She's a fucking nightmare. And this cutie little bug who hasn't turned into a nightmare yet, but he will when he's teething. Well, this is, you know, this is Matthew. And she's like, actually, you look familiar. Are you members at Ridgefield Country Club? I am. Yes, we saw you at Thanksgiving. Yes. I live in three, three neighborhoods down. We do too. What's your house number? You know, 612 Ridgeway or whatever. And then now you've got a new adult babysitter. And I say adult because, you know, real babysitter. Because she doesn't have a great relationship with her daughter because her daughter is dating not a great guy. You know, Tabitha's into astrology and crystals and it has just been a huge disappointment for her mom. But when a white guy comes up and he's trying to say, looks like you got your hands full. He's not trying to do anything but say, I would love, I would love to help you come out to, you know what, I'll follow you to your car. I'll help you put in your groceries. And by putting groceries, I mean, when you bend over to put the eggs in the out of the cart into the, the trunk, I'm going to just get my penis as close to your leg as I can. That's what that man is saying. So actually, ladies, this is a great PSA. If, if an older gentleman comes up and goes, it looks like you got your hands full, just throw the groceries down and just yell, I'm not, no! Back up. I don't want it. You know? You're about to be full of these hands. You're about to catch these hands. And then let them know that you don't want their penis anywhere near you. Cause that's what they're trying to do. Yo, know, here's a mom. She's tired. She's got her hands full. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna come in, offer to help, and then the next thing you know, I'm gonna be humping the leg raw dogging, the side of the foot, I don't know. Don't trust him. There's nothing less trustworthy than a man in his mid-60s and a khaki pant, a golf shirt, and a London fog windbreaker. Don't trust him. Never will. He's got a boat shoe on. Fucking call the police. You and I both know this. No, there's nothing worse. You look tired. You got your hands full. You've been busy. I don't even really get that mad at you've been busy, but you're tired. Yes, I'm tired. Ooh, I got a lot this week. Ooh, you sound bad. No fucking shit, but I'm still somehow on this Zoom from bed. Ooh, you sound terrible. Then why couldn't we reschedule this meeting? I have the flu. You knew it. Why can't we reschedule? All right, let's get to the next. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This
0: is Lizzie from Los Angeles. Um, I have absolutely not for you. I just attended a 50 seat um, viewing of this girl YouTuber putting herself upside down and going into Houdini's like drown tank. And then she had to unlock herself from six locks to get out underwater with a bobby pin. For her YouTube channel, it, it's called Challenge Accepted. I mean, if this is what she's doing now to make money, what what how far is it going to go? Like is this what society is is going to like Challenge Accepted, let me just go upside down, be lowered into a tank and unlock myself with a, a bobby pin? Let me just train for that for six weeks. Not to mention she has the, the, the scent team from Avatar to train her. But what is happening? Only in L.A. OK, anyway, love you,
1: Heather. Love and light. Bye. Challenge accepted, dude. This goes back to what I was feeling. Here I am laying in bed, sweating it out. You know, the Lord sent me a message in the middle of the night and said, enough. You're going to be bedridden for the next couple of days. And that's how I feel. This is what you got to do to compete? I'm not getting in a tank upside down doing shit for the YouTubes. So like, oh, can you imagine if I put myself in a fucking tank and then I got one comment? I got one comment. Ooh. You know? Didn't want to see her in water or whatever. I would have fucking lost my mind. I would have lost my mind. I would have lost it. Also, I love that you went to a live viewing of this. I'm never going to, I never want to watch, like, I, I'll do a David Blaine magic card trick. I never want to watch anybody have to get out of a tank. Like that survival kind of magic. You're upside down, you're walking the plank, you're stuck to ice. I don't want to see that. If there's any, at any point that you could stop breathing, I don't want to watch it. No, enough. I'm done. I like safe magic, I like sleight of the hand. You know, I like, whoa, where to go? That's what I like. I like old 1980s Vegas magic. I mean, cut a bitch in half. I know what goes on. Only one portion of her body is curled up in that tiny little box. We know the legs are fake on the other side. You know what I'm not doing? I'm not watching you get in a tank upside down and have to unlock yourself to get fresh air so you breathe again. For you two? No no, 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 no No! reported delete. No. And if you're asking, is that what you have to do these days? Apparently. Yes. Apparently. Yes. Like I was going back and listening to some old episodes of this podcast and I just had so much joy in a lot of them because I was just like, Oh, you know, the stakes are low. I'm just being able to like, fuck around, dick around and, and I still, I want you to know, I enjoy this so much. I'm having the time of my life. But some days I hate when the camera's on me. I hate to have to watch myself back. I just want to listen to the, my voice and just let it rip. It's so much more freeing just to be in a dark room, alone with your thoughts, and you can just, like, let it rip. But having to be on camera and I'm sweating and did my eyelashes fall off and all of this shit, I know it does not compare to being locked upside down in an underwater tank. But some days it does feel the same. No, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, is that what you have to do these days to get a click, to get in the algorithm? You know what was wild? I posted random video the other day. It gets like a million views on TikTok. Then I post a bit, a really funny bit with Jane Fonda, who's iconic and super famous, got like three views. Like, I don't know how it works anymore. I don't know how it works. I guess people just have to share shit. If you share the videos, then they go out into the ethosphere and that's how it works. But I'm like, this is insane. You have to, this is the game you have to play. Meanwhile, I had the flu and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna order some wigs. I gotta start getting back to doing character work. And then I see this one guy who's ripped off all of my Ina Garden stuff, like the exact jokes. And I'm like, do I post my old Ina videos to prove that I was the originator who did this? And then I was like, I'm not even gonna do this. I was like, I just sweat through my pajamas and I'm pretty sure I just shit myself. I do not have the energy. And then I'm watching Louis Capaldi on his documentary. Just you know, he's having like a a crisis. He's he's got a little bit of a stress twitch, I believe. And I'm just like, yeah, buddy, I feel you right there with you. And I was fake smoking a cigarette, just with my hands like this, because you know I wasn't about to light up a cig with the flu. But I was just sitting there. Dog just barfed on the duvet, and I'm just like, hey, buddy, I'll tell you what. Back in my day in Hollywood. You just got to, you know, wear a short skirt and tell a couple dick jokes, but now we're not doing enough. (sighs) You know, if I got to do that thing where you join that TV show, Special Forces, y'all know Special Forces? You know what I'm saying? That show, fucking JoJo C was on a Tom Sandoval. It's like if you're not doing the fucking tough mutter, y'all remember tough mutters? If you're not doing a tough mutter, you're not doing enough. Dude, I just unlocked a core memory. Remember when everyone was doing those Spartan races and the Tough mutter, and especially celebrities were doing it, and they all fucking broke their Achilles. They all ripped, tore, tore their fucking Achilles off the bone. And everyone was like, man, what happened to the entire cast of CSI Miami? They were doing a Tough mutter. You know what you're never going to see your girl do? A Tough mutter. Okay, and it's not because I'm not athletic. It's not because I'm not accepting the challenge. But if I get to a point in my career where I got to go on special forces, this is famous last words. You do realize that they're going to call tomorrow and be like, hey, we're going to offer you a million dollars to come on special forces. I'm like, yeah, yes, I am packing my duffel bag. I will see you there in a minute. I remember everybody was doing the Spartan races and the CrossFit, the Tough Mudders, Tough Mudders. First of all, why are we in mud? Okay? Talk about a bacterial vaginal situation. Oh yeah, that's what I need to do. Get in spandex and crawl through the mud army style under a barbed wire fence. Next to a couple other d list actors. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Let's all rub our, you know, genitals in the same mud. It's like people who do those float sensory tanks. Everybody's getting in there naked. And I'm not a germaphobe. Or, or are, we, are we cleaning out the float tank in between clients? I don't know. Everybody did a tough and Everybody ripped their Achilles. You know, I didn't get too many invitations to do them. But I'm like, no, I, I, I can barely do a regular 13K under perfect weather conditions. And now you want me to crawl under barbed wire? No, 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 no. If you want me to do like real military training, let me do it. Teach me the skills. I'd love to learn weaponry skills. You know, I'd love to learn how to jump out of a helicopter, but I, I'm not, I don't need to, to roll around in the mud to get a ribbon. And then I got to go to a microbrewery afterwards with a now a, the UTI thrombosis. I'm good. Thank you. Right. Wasn't it after every fucking tough mutter, everyone ends up at a brewery You know what I don't want to be doing? Drinking a porter. Drinking a, I don't know, a very hoppy IPA. After my vagina was just literally drugged through the mud. I'm good. Challenge accepted. Here's my challenge. Everybody go take a fucking nap. That is my challenge. Here's my challenge. Everybody go and call your cousin who probably is, you know, robbed a pharmacy at some point and get Tamiflu on deck because it's going to hit you in the next four weeks. If it got me, it's going to get you. That's what was so scary about being like ill. I'm like, once my body finally actually quit moving and I had like an afternoon to myself, then I went down. And I had to have an existential crisis for the next four days as I literally was sweating out just pounds of anxiety and regret and, and feeling like I had missed opportunities. And sending like scathing fever dream emails to my team just being like, guys, we need to contact this person for the podcast. And they're like, Heather, they're not going to get back to you till next year. And I'm like, but let's try. I mean, a fever dream. That's what it's all been. But then you have to take a step back and be like, we have done enough. You know, I'm I'm literally obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed with. Different cultures on TikTok. I follow all these, these moms who do, um, like, this Danish mom. And she talks about the differences of, like, raising kids in America versus raising them in, in Copenhagen. And she's just like, yeah, we leave our kids in the carriage outside in the freezing snow. You know, they're bundled up in wool clothes. It keeps them warm, keeps them dry, but it helps them build immunity. And we just, we move at a slow pace. And I'm like, that's what I need. I need to go to fucking Copenhagen and just lay in the snow for a little bit. Get the immunity back up and take a fucking break. And then eat some strudel and just live my life. You know, wasn't even allowed to give my body a break. I finally get like an afternoon to myself and my body just full stop shut down into a fever dream. And then I had to go torture myself by watching other artists on Netflix also then experience so much self-loathing, like it wasn't enough and it's all going to be over tomorrow. Guess what, guys? We're still here. One foot in front of the other, one day at a time. If you're stressed out at work, if you're stressed out with your family, if you're stressed out doing this, whatever it is, take a step outside, go get some fresh crisp air. You know what I mean? Go for a walk. Fill up that Stanley with fucking vodka on the rocks. I don't care what you got to do. But just take a fucking breather. It's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. We, some of us might not, but regardless, let's just get, let's, let's enjoy these next couple weeks. Finish out strong, but finish out just going, you know what I mean? Have a fucking sandwich and sit down and shut the fuck up. I don't know who needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. <coughs> Anywho, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted to just do a little less. My God. Anyways, I hope this wasn't too unhinged today. Thank you for bearing with me while I'm, I'm on the mend. I promise we're going to be back next week with some amazing episodes. Also, got some more bonus episodes coming out. So stay tuned for all of those. We got a couple more this year. And I, and I can't wait to finish the year strong with y'all. Always hit the hotline, 800-213-7503. You can always, always hit the hotline and get your tickets. Makes great stocking stuffer, makes a great gift. I can't wait to see you babies out on the on the road this next year. And I'm excited to get into some other projects. You know what I mean? We've done a lot. You need, everybody needs to pat themselves on the back because they've done a lot this year. It's so a challenge accepted to chill the fuck out. I love you, I mean it. I'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I don't ever dare you. Ciao,
0: Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or...